could we try to do that opening song number together? The opening do, song do, number? Do, do, boo, boo, boo. Oh, oh no. hamster dance! <laughs> <laughs> My god, I completely forgot about the hamster dance. How more can you slow down a movie but then to put the hamster dance song at the front of your movie and slow it down to a quarter speed? But it wasn't the hamster dance movie when it came out. It is now. Do it with me. Good lord. Do it with me, Ken. Oh. And. <laughs> That works. I'm out because I can only think uh, hamster dance. Yay! That was pretty, everybody. Hey, I'm Joe. I'm Ken. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. We are the Rewinders Podcast, rewinding and rebooting movies to see if they hold up. And this time, we oodalallied all over the Disney 1970s animated version of Robin Hood. It's still hard to wrap my head around. Is oodalallying sound dirty? Mean in that context, a little bit, maybe? A, a, a little bit. I, uh, I I think I made a mistake, Joe. Though I watched the Kevin Costner Robin Hood. Get out. Better option. Uh, uh, oh man. Something something spoon. But it had Alan Rickman. Yes. Better option. What? And Kevin Costner. Yeah yeah yeah. Well. All right. We need to reboot this again. Oh. <laughs> where 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 should I start over? What? Oh no. We I we oodalallied <laughs> all over Kevin Costner. Okay, I mean, now it sounds dirty. Okay, now it sounds very dirty. Yes, yes. now it's, yeah, for sure. I'm sure we're not the first. <laughs> Kevin Costner gets it all the time. I have a hard time wrapping my head around the fact that it's uh, it's from the 70s. Yeah, me too. Like, just wow. In my memories, I definitely didn't remember it being in the 1970s. However, watching it now, it definitely has that 70s vibe. For me. Uh, yeah, especially all the running scenes where you got to like the wow 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 like the I don't know the, the funk music blaring the Scooby Doo ishness of it. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I guess uh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, we've already started talking about our memories of it. What's uh early <laughs> er, you know the early memories? This was a staple mm-hmm. in. The Pettigrew household. We had back when Disney did their like Saturday night or Sunday night Disney movie. Mom and dad recorded a VHS of it. Every time there was a cut in the movie, I was expecting there to be some 90s commercial, but there isn't. That's for the better. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's kind of it's kind of funny because I had the exact opposite experience, Dan. We have we had a VHS in our household of this, uh, a recorded VHS off off of whatever station they recorded it from. And every commercial was just pure 90s joy. Maybe late 80s, early 90s, but, like, it was just tons of crap. Like, Crossfire commercials and things like that. It was great. Um, oh, what was the name of that, that bath time duck game? Um, Murduck? What? That does not sound like Rub-a-ducky. a kid's game. Rub-a- this is getting dirty again. Rub-a-ducky, oh, Rub-a-ducky. sounds like a thing. Rub-a-ducky. Yeah. Murduck, the original Scrub a Ducky talking bath toy. Oh, yeah, let me find the, uh, the, uh, the YouTube video for Sesame it. Sesame Street song. Rubber Ducky. That's why it sounded familiar. Ken, you're grounded. Uh, Thank you. I won't leave the house. That's not true. <laughs> Good. I need to purchase food. You can throw open your window and scream that you need food. All I need is somebody to throw, bu- <laughs> throw hamburger buns at me. I have. I could make it through the week if I have hamburger buns. But that has nothing to do with this movie, which I thought I remember watching this as a child and really enjoying it. 
probably about as much as uh, Sword in the Stone. And now I'm kind of scared to go back and watch Sword in the Stone because I have good memories of that movie too. I'm opposite Ken. I I everything that I remember of this movie is exactly as as it was. I don't. Yep. I don't like it any less than I did when I was little. Yep, same here. Beat for beat, I remember every single second of this movie. I watched this movie way too much as a kid, by choice. And yeah, like, just going back sitting down to watch it, it didn't even feel like it was anything that I missed or I was going to, like, be sitting down for nostalgia's sake, because I love this movie. I watch it repeatedly. I watch it every couple of years or so. So yeah, it's always coming up. And in the way that Ken mentioned, there were, I'm thinking this was the first Disney movie that I remember watching. And I, I can't say for sure or not, but I think it is. And it's tagged right along with, as Ken said, Sword in the Stone. In that those two, I ever since we had a VCR in the house, which I do remember when the VCR did not exist in the house. But as long as we had that, it's like almost instantly my parents got us some Disney movies and it happened to be at least those two. Like everyone's saying, yeah, Robin Hood was in heavy rotation. I'm pretty sure that tape is pretty worn down. Okay, Joe, you say... You remember when there wasn't a VHS player in the house? Yes. You mean like today? I have two hey. in my house. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh, my, VC- my last VCR broke like seven years ago, and for some reason I just didn't replace it. Same here. I have probably upwards of 100 VHS tapes in my house. So you're saying there was a time before VHS existed? Imagine that, yeah. Huh. It sounds like a terrible I, time. Hey, <laughs> it does. I remember when my parents first put it in and started recording a show off TV and we all just sat around and then I whispered, I'm like, can we talk or is it going to record us too? Oh, that's so good. I was that dumb, but I was a kid, or, so it, it that's you, why I was Yeah, that that's dumb. pretty dumb, Joe. Or no, because it's a new technology and nobody really knows how it works. But the government did record what you said at that very <gasps> point in time. Jerks. I didn't say anything worth value, so they got a lot of stuff, and they're probably not listening to me anymore because of all the garbage I've been talking over the years. Yeah, well, you know, one man's trash is another man's Robin Hood. I was going to say NSA hard drive that just collects and collects. Oh, I was thinking about, you know, Disney and uh, Google taking all those recordings from your house and being like, ooh, that's a good movie idea, and just stealing all of your ideas. (laughs) Those jerks. I didn't even know Google made movies. The amount of shit kids say, just like, that is lost? Yeah. Anyway, that has nothing to do with this movie. (laughs) (laughs) So that's actually a good, that's that's a good segue. Uh, Should we do a pitch? Let's do it. On how we would present this movie? Sure. Pitch. Elevator pitch. Let's do a pitch. Who's pitching? Pettigrew, I feel like this is up your alley. It's been, it's going to have to be me. It's been a while since I've done one. (laughs) Hey, uh... Okay. Okay. So, okay, guys. Guys, we we've 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 hit we've been hitting the movies out of the park lately. We got we got Sword in the Stone. People love that Jungle Book. It was good. Aristocats. People were just losing their minds. Let's steal an IP. <laughs> Sounds expensive. Oh, wait, no, oh. steal. Okay, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Robin Hood. I I think that's public but domain. Everybody's animals. And the kids are loving the 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 the. Characters as animal thing, it's it's working great. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure, sure, sure. We should just mm-hmm. need to work with the, the 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 formula we got going right here. So this is going to be like Robin Hood in Animal Farm. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. The sto- the story of Robin Hood, but all the characters are animals. Huh. Like anthropomorphic human animal hybrids. What sounds like? We have a furry here. Is that what this is about? What's what's, what's the what's the furry? All right, you're back on. Well, we're watching you. Hmm. Continue, sir. That, that's it. It's just so this is a kids' like movie, an hour right? and a half worth of Robin Hood story. And what if we did call it Robin good. Hood stories? You're like split it up in a, yes. into a few different stories that kind of connect together, but they don't have to be watched at once because kids are they have no attention span. I mean, have you watched any of the other movies really within the last like ten years? I mean, in truth, I, I really seventies uh, movies are not my bag. Nor our 60s movies. You're missing out on some good movies. Man, there's some. Like Pete's Dragon. No, in all truth, a lot of the Disney movies that I am, like, in love with are movies that are crazy old. Like Song of the South. Oh, no. Oh, no, Joe. (laughs) 
That's Dan's. I'm saying that's Dan's, not mine. Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Dumbo, Bambi, Pinocchio. I mean, they're, like your 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 bread and butter <laughs> Disney movies are all stupid old and they just for whatever reason had like some crazy resurgence in the 90s because i went and saw i went and saw sword in the stone in the theaters huh. i remember that cool. if you wanted to go there i had watched a video this week about certain disney uh properties uh the person who had put together the video i don't know how accurate it is says that the uh most of the old movies that remember as amazing like sleeping beauty and snow white and bambi all were met with middling success and it's just that they uh they happen to have just enough success to uh maintain and continue through plus they're disney yeah and disney started their uh the resurgence you're talking about in the 90s uh, I mean, yeah, we had what the Lion King and and uh, Beauty and the Beast, and you can really thank Aladdin. You can really thank Little Mermaid for that because Little Mermaid really saved Disney. Rescuers, if if you want to count from the '90s, yeah, mm-hmm. Ducktales the movie, Rescuers Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Nightmare Before Christmas, The Lion King, a Goofy movie, Pocahontas, Toy Story, James and the Giant Peach, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules Mulan. Bugs Life, Doug's first movie, Tarzan, Toy Story 2, and that's it. Doug's... Doug? Doug. The Nickelodeon character? Yep. And don't even count Toy Story. That's not their property. They just yeah, purchased yeah. it. This is correct. And that's... This is this is where I was getting at, was they had seen huge amount of success early in the 90s, and then some of their other properties they released didn't get the kind of attention that they wanted. It really set them off on the purchasing uh, bandwagon that they that they are now on, where they just started absorbing things like Pixar. Yep. And really, it was a uh, because a DreamWorks rep was a former Disney person, and it was uh, they're trying trying to compete and run that guy out of business because Eisner's a vindictive person. <laughs> Eisner's anyway. a doof. Back in the seventies, I will I will give it to him that he had plenty of attempts. Yes, he did. <laughs> that, that he he kept on trying. Good for him. Well, when you have ungodly amount of money, you can try till your heart's delight. I guess. Yeah. Anyway, a lot of defunct uh, defunct land. This is a really good series. Yeah, that, I love how much he makes fun of him. Nineties were <laughs> there. There are a lot of uh, Disney parks that just didn't take off, and largely because they ignored things that they probably should have ignored and just trying to grab for money like that terrible star limousine ride whatever that was oh my god oh god that was oh (laughs) it looked it mm, yeah it it looks awful and they tried euro disney name it a park after their currency so you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's straight up just reminding them that it's a cash grab a few years later they (laughs) renamed it something else anyway uh so this movie this is a kid's film ken kid's film kids (laughs) They exist. So they exist for this kind of movie. How about that trailer though that I found? Oh, yeah. Aside from the fact that it was the the cut was just so yeah, it was really rough. Awful. I can't imagine. Was that what they were showing on TV? No, 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 no. That's or is a this film. just something that you? That's like they got a hold of a drive-in theater reel and oh, okay, uh, recorded it off of a projection. So that's probably about as accurate as you're going to get of a trailer from when the movie came out. Gotcha. And the trailer was fine. Uh, Yeah. I had no problems with it. There were things I didn't like about it, and there were things that I did like about it. I liked the uh, introducing characters using lines from the movie. Yeah, they kind of passed it back and forth saying, hey, this person, this person, this person. Instead of having some, like, voiceover, like, just being like, this is the, the voice of this, this this character. I thought it was pretty good compared to some older trailers yeah. that... I don't, other just, than that, I don't really have... It's like, like yeah. exposition, 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 and talk, 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 talk. Two minutes, and it's like, come on. This one just felt like a regular trailer that you'd see today. Sort yeah, of. I mean... It didn't. It didn't give away serious points in the movie, and it 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 got you to want to watch it to know more about the characters. Yeah, I mostly agree with that. It was it was definitely a uh, a good teaser where it would draw to you and be like, okay, yeah, this is something I would watch. And then as you're watching it, it wouldn't have ruined too much of the movie for you. So, gentlemen, what is likable about this animated version of Robin Hood? <laughs> The voice acting is amazing. It is incredibly good. I loved everything about oh, it. Oh, 
boy. Okay. Well, I'm going to put a pin in that one. <laughs> is his his Ken taking the my position? I think he is. I I don't like the voice acting and um this this is deep-seated child uh problems with me is i could never get on board with blue's voice like you know it's know not it's blue blue's voice. that's not blue that is little john blue is blue yeah yeah either way not blue similar or same voice character actor and uh it's even when i watched it in jungle book and like yeah this is blue i could not get in my head 100% that the voice was coming from the bear and I have no idea what that is about and I think it's a lot to do with I think I've talked about this before a terrible movie called Open Season where Ashton Kutcher is a deer and I couldn't watch the movie thinking oh that deer has talked I would watch the movie and say oh that's Ashton Kutcher talking over this deer and I get the same feeling when this guy's talking I just think it's the line delivery of the way this guy talks. And I had the same problem with uh, Lester, a.k.a. the sheriff. However, I did not have that problem <laughs> in the Goofy movie where he was also voiced in, where uh, he, the voice actually like worked really well for that role because it's disgusting and uh, irritating and grating. And it works really well for Lester's Possum Park. And it makes me uh, very uncomfortable <laughs> to this day to watch that scene. And I think that that is possibly the problem I have with this movie is uh, Lester's Possum Park has ruined the Sheriff of Nottingham. So what I'm saying is I didn't much care for the voice acting. Some of them was very good. Uh, Robin Hood's voice was very weird to me. I didn't think that it fit for him. But as the movie went on, I'm like, okay, I guess this is. And I guess if you watch this movie uh, religiously as a child, you would just become, yes, that is Robin Hood's voice. That's the way it's supposed to be. But it was, for me, watching the movie did not actually connect. It was not the proper voice for Robin Hood. However, Maid Miriam, the uh, the rooster hen lady, She's got the, uh, the prince, those were all actually pretty good, spot on. You could definitely tell these are older recordings of voices yeah. put over. It's like you got that older sound to the... Yep, the warmth of analog. I mean, you can say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When, when Madam Cluck talked, oh man, that was a time for me. I need to know what you're talking about, because that sounds, that sounds like a thing. Wow, of course you'd make it a thing, Ken. I was just saying, Madam nice Cluck had a nice Yeah, voice. I wasn't sure if that was a uh, positive or negative. Oh, it's, it's very positive. And actually, if we're going with positives, I think she was the most positive thing about this movie for me. She was just a, a very nice, happy, actual, lovable character in this movie, was her and Maid Marian. Wow, wow. What about, what about Sir Hiss? Do you mean the, the furry snake? Yeah, Sir Hiss. His voice was really good, actually. When he blows that balloon and starts flying around, it's... Oh, man. Is that the same voice as the guy from Jungle Book? I didn't actually look up him. I was too busy looking up the voices for every other character, and... No, not... I don't there were so many Kong. repeated voices in this movie from other Disney movies that... I was like, wow, Disney has, like, a whole thing going on. They also reused animation from yeah. other movies. Yeah. In that movie. Yep, yep. I have a note of that. I have a note of it's that. Not a bad anyway, thing. We're, we're talking about things we like. And the thing I like about this movie a lot is the animation. The animation is just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the animation is what I remember it looking like. If I were to go back and find a VHS or a standard definition cut of this and watch it, I would probably have to, like, scoop out my eyes with a hot spoon. Did you watch an HD, like, remastered version? I have it on Blu-ray, and I was I also watched it on Disney+, Plus, which I think is the same same resolution as the Blu-ray. I say, it definitely looked like a cleaned-up version. Because I saw a clip online that was definitely HD with clean-up done to it, and it looked great, but my version is DVD- and not cleaned up, but it still looks I great. Just, it's it's the the fluidness of the animations. I made a note of this was the the scene where they introduce Prince John and his caravan moving through the woods, and the the like just the way that the the animations work as the procession is moving through the woods was just so smooth. I personally liked since we're talking about animation, the version that I had uh, has a lot of the dirty like lines overdraw yeah and so it has this extra scruffy kind of look to it but i loved it because it reminds you that these these are hand-drawn these aren't like computer generated this is you know there's work that went into it just makes me feel warm and happy and 
all that stuff. I, I, I like seeing the cleaned up stuff, but I also like seeing, you know, oh, there's the line that delineates the center uh, line of the face, and it just snuck in yep. there a little bit. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I like a lot it. of the new Disney Blu-rays have that overdraw in there, that they, they cleaned up the excess overdraw and left a... What did the website read that I was reading say? They left a an appealing amount of overdraw. Whose job is it to decide what's an appealing amount and what's too much? I don't know. Who are you? Who are you? Why, why do we got to get angry? These are the people we need to celebrate because they, they're doing... They're doing the the right thing by not completely ruining uh, movies by adding scenes and taking away things that you love. That being said, one of Disney, one of the most recent Disney Blu-ray releases, they did do a total cleanup of, and it looks gorgeous. And I forget what it was. Was it the Dalmatians? Tron Legacy. There, there was a lot of animation <laughs> in that one. I just love how out of nowhere Andy speaks up, and it's like a robot voice. <laughs> That, that was ears. quite loud on my end too, compared <laughs> compared to other times when it, which he is speaking. But the uh, uh, yeah, that you could you get a different feel with the hand drawn cartoons than you do with these uh, modern ones. And I really do like the. I guess it's a nostalgic feel to me that you get when watching a hand drawn cartoon that just it makes you feel good. Yeah, it makes me super excited for the next Studio Ghibli movie. I mean, it'll be like years. another four or five years before they're done. They're thirty three percent done. And they have five years under their belt, so we have about another ten years. Yay! Just by how Mr. Ghibli works his movies. I know it's not Mr. Ghibli. Ayo Miyazaki. I also like the coloring. You like the coloring of this movie? Focus. We gotta bring it back in. Bring it back in. The classic animations out there, because there's a different look to the hand-painted frames as opposed to what we typically get even if you're hand drawing today where it's computer painted yeah Yeah. the the mud for me in that in that procession scene that dan was talking about still holds up for me because it's just so it's still so gross when he falls in the mud and starts sucking his thumb yeah it's just nah (laughs) (laughs) that's not at all how he sounds no that's spot on whatever no, it's no, not. It was a little too angry. No, that sounds exactly <laughs> like him. I, I was actually thinking he's on this podcast. I was taken away. I thought maybe you were playing the clip. Yeah, yeah. All right. Back off. <laughs> yeah. Let's say the hand the hand drawn animations is just is lovely and then as you get into the 90s and you start seeing them inserting the uh, digital art into the hand drawn movies, it's actually when you're looking for that, you can tell the difference between the scenes. I just remember watching the Little Mermaid once, and you're like, "Oh, this is, this is definitely a different feel for this scene." But having that all the way through is super nice. And when the hand painted stuff dries, it kind of fades the color just a little bit, whereas the digital stuff stays bright. Yeah, there's merit to that, but it's it's different. It's not the same. Yeah, something to be said about the hand hand painted cartoons, and it's understandable why they don't do that anymore, just because it's so so much effort and so expensive and redoing things just doesn't work now in in this movie i also like and i probably have said this in opposite terms in other movies but in this movie you know who where everyone stands the prince john's a jerk but he's like a baby jerk He's got his snake, who's a kiss-up you you got the uh, robin hood and little john they're former college bros that are given back to the community you know and everyone else pretty much spot on you know who they are instantly and i think that's a plus for this movie because it doesn't mess around with messy plots or anything like that it just gets to the point has fun and is wholesome and then it's done yeah, and I think that's part of appealing to kids is you want to make sure that kids know what they're dealing with. And even though like you have your set standard characters, they're still kind of interesting. And it's not just like the king is, they're not king, the prince is a sniveling fellow. He's also arrogant and full of himself. So you do get the uh, I can't be wrong type things where he doesn't trust his snake, who is the hyper observant snake. And uh, they they do play those roles against each other, which is which does lead to a lot of fun. I'm not a hundred percent against this movie. There's just some things I don't care for. Hello. 
I don't know where some of people have gone. I agree. Yeah. Like there's <laughs> okay. Like that's a, that's a that's a valid. I was just wait. I was waiting. For Dan's your, just waiting for, for the negative. For anybody else to weigh in. Like that's a that's a valid critique of this movie. You're a critique. I I think I I think I lean more heavily on the the nostalgia factor for this movie because like this is like I said is one of the standard Pettigrew family household movies sure sure and i could definitely mm-hmm. see if you watch this movie a bunch as a child going back and watching this as an adult being like oh right and just being able to relive those moments where you're watching it and you know really enjoying and having the time of your life with this movie going back as an adult definitely i don't know if i'd say i had the time of my life watching this movie but i do joe cloud nine Kids either absolutely adore things or they hate it. There is no in between. I don't know if that's true. I, I'm trying to pull anything out of my notes about the stuff I like, but it's just one of those cases where I, I just I just like the movie. It's it's a warm blanket of nostalgia that yeah. I personally yep. can curl absolutely. up into like I, I'm waiting, I'm waiting and rooting for the parts that made me feel good as a child coming back. Like, you know, circus flying by and the sound, like all that stuff, like all those little things that just make me squeal with delight. Robin Hood dressing up like a stork to sneak into a archery competition, and of course the costume sucks, and you don't understand how adults would get fooled by that. But who cares? Yeah, but he's also very good at taking on that role. He is quite transformed by that. Or dressing up then as a uh, vulture and fooling a real vulture to, that you're a vulture by just throwing a cape over your head and a sock on your nose. Yep, that's that's just crafty. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And then physically undressing somebody while they're asleep. Okay, he only took off his belt, but still, the guy wasn't wearing pants. I mean, that's that's the sheriff's fault, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Guy, right? I mean, I mean, what are they? He's just asking for someone. What to do they keep calling them? Bushel off. britches. Yep, bushel britches. Yeah. That to me says that they're commenting on the fact that he doesn't groom. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dirty son of a bitch. They keep telling him that to his face. Is it really jarring for a child's movie? <laughs> Keeps handing him a trimmer. What do you mean by this? What are you trying to say? I'm a bear. I'm supposed to be hairy. Something you said earlier reminded me of something I did enjoy. Yeah. Um, I guess I can't remember it. The rooster. Right. The neutral rooster. Nope. Back up. Vulture. Ah, oh, the vulture. That is actually one of the things I remember from this movie as a child, just being like, I, I love these roosters. These, not roosters, God damn it! that rooster <laughs> actually is not on my positive list. The uh, vultures. I remember enjoying the vultures, and remember how we have that D&D thing sometimes, and I, I made a... NPC called Tox. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of based his character design around those vultures to start with. Trigger. <laughs> That's like the dopey, the dopey fellas who are just there kind of bumbling around with okay. the same character design. And I kind of morphed it in my head. Chocobo, Shoeboy, Stork-esque type of ways. But either way, it started off as one of those vultures. And so like it there, that is actually Probably the part of this movie that stuck with me the most was just that character design, which is really neat. Well, since we all kind of just blanketly, except for Ken, like this movie, let's turn our attention over to things that we can criticize about this movie then. Hmm. There was always a portion of this movie that I didn't like, and it was towards the end. And when I was little, I couldn't, I really didn't, couldn't figure out why I didn't like it. But the pacing changes after Friar Tuck gets arrested. Yes. And yes, I absolutely. Do not like that. Where it gets slow and super dark. Yes, it gets very dark, and culminates with just the fire in the castle and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now the extras on my DVD also su- suggested that they had a potential ending where Robin Hood actually gets injured by an arrow. What? And is no. taken back to. Th- yeah, he's taken back to the church. And he's being tended to by Maid Marian, and the prince comes in with a knife and is 
gonna finish what? the job. No one says Disney didn't get fucking dark. Nobody gets hurt in this movie. <laughs> I know. The prince gets shot in the ass with an arrow, and he just goes, ouch. It bounces off his butt. Like, the arrows don't actually hurt anyone in this movie. Yeah. Well, apparently in the dark section, it The arrow is being fired by a young rabbit. I don't know. That, that young rabbit has a lot of dexterity. He managed to fling an arrow over the wall of a castle. I mean, I, I'm not concerned about his bowmanship skills here. I don't know if I would have liked. Yeah, it would have been really dark. That, that kind of darkness. No, no, no. It did not fit the the movie at all, and I'm glad they didn't go that direction. Had they done that, it would have definitely taken that second act just dark as hell. <laughs> we we need the Snyder cut. I can't believe it's a real thing that we all have to accept now. <laughs> it makes no. me wonder if there's actually a butthole cut. There. Is, it might take man. us the rest of our lives, but we'll find One it. One day we'll get to see it. Somebody on the internet I'm will good. make it for us, if nothing else. Ooh. Somebody already has. Alright, so things we don't like. So when the movie started... <laughs> oh, shut up, Ken. <laughs> you got, here we go. Let's... let's, let's let him, let him, let him have his minute. You got this weird. I've, I've already had many minutes in the part I like section that I like to dislike. Apparently. Uh, so the rooster comes out and does his thing, and uh, it's very dry to me. I don't care for the rooster coming out and setting up the story. I guess it's important for this, but it really starts the movie off on a slow note and a kind of odd note. So he comes out, starts talking. He's the, our narrator. So he's all benevolent, knows, not benevolent, but benevolent, the other one, the one that he knows everything. Omniscient. Omniscient. Because he's already been through the story. And then about halfway through the story during the uh, arrow scene, he shows up at the competition and he interferes with the flying snake just having the time of his life and uses his loot to shoot the shoot an arrow at the balloon so he goes flying away, which is silly and great. However, that means the narrator can interfere with the story? You've never never read any Shakespeare, have you? Uh, not a lot. That's a, that's that's Shakespeare's that's just that out Shakespeare there does. making stuff up, not using English words, just using whatever he wants. Being, you know, yeah. Anywho, it is a little bit weird for me, and kind of took me out of it for a second. But also, uh, my complaint is mostly with the uh, rooster just starting the movie off real slow, and then they bring in Blue, and you're like, wait, this isn't Jungle Book, but not Blue. It's not blue. Blue is blue. Oh, right, but he's got the blue voice. But it's not blue. That's fine. He is because he's got the same voice. Must just have a die die job. And then, like that's that's a problem with the uh, whole thing is that you got iconic voices that are so hard to dismiss to separate out. I mean, if from we're going to talk about other characters, iconic voices that are hard to separate from characters. Piglet was in this movie. In two different instances. You see, I didn't watch a lot of uh, Winnie the Pooh. Was he the uh, the the mole? The mice. The mice. Friar John. No. In okay. the church. Oh, there we go. Friar. T- oh, also, Friar Tuck is a badger. I thought he was yeah, a mole or something. I don't. Uh, I can't. I cannot. Yeah, yeah. I cannot wrap my uh, head around that. That he's a badger. Yeah, he cannot. is supposed to be a badger. His character design so weird. But he's such a nice fella. So what? He's probably an English badger, not an American badger, then. That is, uh... There is a difference. One's on meth, and one isn't. <laughs> one's on meth and hates everybody, another one isn't, and it doesn't... And, and, and is cute and cuddly. Spoilers, it's not the American one. What? It's mostly the character voices that's that uh, really take me out of the movie and make me not enjoy and kind of... It's, a, it's weird for me when I, it takes me out of the movie. It makes me kind of bored with it. And the movie does pick up when he joins in with the uh where where, where little child shoots the bow over the fence and you know they start interacting with the with the ladies of the 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 house and it picks up and you're like okay this is fun these are and then it goes back out to more boringness and then you got the shooting competition which is which is actually fun and i think that's the most fun i had with the movie was the shooting competition and that is one whole story but then you have a whole other story. Like it felt like the movie could be done at that point. And then they start you back up with another movie and it's dark. And so they start you off in the second movie 
in the same place where they started you off at the first movie in a slow but this time dark and kind of sad depressing way and you got to slog out of that thing out of that section and then you burn down the castle but it had wood beams they do have wood beams apparently a lot of wood beams wood beams history fact a lot of castles were made out of wood and crap did the wood look like finely crafted stone block in minecraft no (laughs) (laughs) but the reason why no one thinks of castles that way is because big surprise those castles aren't around anymore it's the stone ones that are still around so everyone thinks of castles as being made all made out of stone (laughs) not just the good ones oh damn Otherwise, they just burn down. I yes, <laughs> that's 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 what happened. Yeah. So yeah, my, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, you can you can finish your thoughts, your evil, mean thoughts. No, I wish I would have written more down because there's more stuff I didn't care for. But <laughs> um, that was a while ago, and I can't find my notes for some reason. Either way, I just found myself bored and slog, just trying to slog through this movie. Now, it wasn't like a terrible experience. I was still entertained by it, but it was kind of a boredom entertainment. It was more me trying to get into the movie and find things that I enjoyed with it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Which is where I can pick out specifics of things I enjoyed. One scene that still made me uncomfortable, and made me uncomfortable as a child and as an adult now, is the poor brutality against the dog. Dude's got a clinky boot. But, you know, he's got something wrong with his leg. And just the way he smacks that cast and the howling, it's just, oh, it was just something for me. You got empathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt bad for that dog. Especially when he's eating that soup later in the movie. Oh, man, he just looks so miserable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the uh, the jail sequence always, as a kid, made me sad. Because there's all the people that you like yep. in the movie. Just well, you're supposed thing. to like Ken in the movie. <laughs> yeah, and it's... Sad and in jail. And they're all in their own ways, either, you know, like just passed out or starving and like divvying up small scraps of food. It's, it's, it's sad. It is sad. The only other negative note that I have is the reused animation. Why is that negative? From several different, several different, because it's lazy. Or did they save time and were able to allocate those resources to different areas to make the movie better? Still lazy. <laughs> Was this Mortal Kombat Annihilation using the same death scene, Lazy? I have no idea. I haven't played Mortal Kombat since... Oh, no, the the movie. Two. Oh, what? The Mortal Kombat 2. Use death scenes from Disney animations? Oh, no, no, no. They use the same death scene in the movie twice. Yeah, I think that's Lazy then. That is Lazy. That was was a well-crafted movie that everyone remembers. You hear that Mortal Kombat movie from whenever? You were Lazy. Ken said so. That was, that was sarcasm. Nuh-uh. Yeah. You threw the gauntlet down. Now you're going to have to deal with the... Uh, Mortal Kombat yeah. fans. There we go. Good luck. I'll hold my tongue. That's okay. You don't have to. This is the internet. No one holds their tongue here. That's the problem with the internet. It's not like we have followers. It's fine. Youch. Too real, man. What a self-inflicting wound. I'm good for the... Uh, I'm here for the movies. Self-appreciating. So let's talk about the supposed reboot and how I'm terrified about okay. it. Okay. Um, I'm terrified about this reboot. I don't like any. I don't like the idea of it. Being I don't. Like I, I don't either. So all. so let's talk about this. So I've heard CG and I've heard live action. I've heard several different things. Um, if it went the style of let's say the Jungle Book, how would you feel? I didn't like. I the still haven't seen Book. it because I, I've I've heard it's okay. just boring and a, a beat for beat remake. So. It's not a beat for beat remake. It's, it isn't a, okay. not a beat for beat. Oh wait, no, sorry, sorry. That was that was Lion thing. King. The Lion King was a beat for beat remake, and it was just boring. Except for they took Awful. out. Yeah. Be prepared. The Lion, the Lion King remake was. Not yeah, they good. took and be, then, yeah, be they prepared out. One of my favorite movies. So I don't know. I've I've thought about this, and I've thought about what would happen if it was Jungle Book style live action, or if it was like you said, Zootopia. I would totally be on board for a Zootopia style. CG cut of it just doop, 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 doop. I hate the idea of it being live action as well when you say live action are we talking about um, like Jungle Book live action you... like like Lion King yeah. live action okay so hyper animated yeah so so absolutely yes. real filmed backgrounds with CG animal people within it not people Anthropo- yes 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 yeah. 
versus, you know, everything being animated, which I think would be amazing. But, again, probably not going to happen. The minute that I saw that they were remaking it, I'm like, okay, cool. I got excited because I was like, oh, they're remaking, the, remaking it. Oh, that's super exciting because, like, you know, nostalgia, and I, I love that, and that's great. And then I saw that it was going to be a live action, and I'm like, oh, fucking Disney. Uh-huh. You fuckers. <laughs> as soon as I saw they were redoing it, I just kind of sank my head down and was like, oh, come on. I guess. Yeah, I, I sank into my chair and, and had some discomfort as well. I don't think I've seen any of the remakes, so... I, I have really no interest in them. Same here. Of all the remakes that I have seen, Aladdin has been the only one that has been good. And I didn't go and see Aladdin in the theaters, and I regret it because of the trailers that they released made me not want to see and that's See, that's actually ironically the only one I have seen. And on the flip side of things, I disagree. I hated it. I thought parts were good, but it just did not have the same feel as the 90s. I've heard more negatives than positives about the live-action Aladdin. Actually, all of the live-actions that they have been releasing, which doesn't bode well for a live-action Robin Hood. Because I would like to see this movie get a proper treatment and brought into a light where I could enjoy it a little bit more. What if they had uh, that dude that was from Open Season voice Robin Hood this time around? Ashton Kutcher? Yeah. I mean, I I would be out again because he is an awful voice actor. <laughs> okay, well, what if what if they had made Miriam voiced by Gilbert Godfrey? I'm back in. Why do you got to keep bringing Godfrey back every episode, <laughs> Rothy? Every flipping episode. Because he is a treasure. He is a national treasure. I don't know which nation. <laughs> what if what somebody if... can claim him? Wallace Shawn. Sure. Wait, sure. Who? Sean Penn. No. Who'd you say, Joe? Wallace Shawn. Another character that we continue to bring yeah. up every episode. <laughs> I'm getting it right, am I? Yeah, you correct? are. I had to Google it to make sure that you were getting it right this time and not leading me down a dark path. <laughs> it's the main purpose of me saying it out loud multiple times is so that I remember to say it that way. Excellent. It works. Yeah, I don't know. Plus that it's it's a Disney Plus exclusive just sits in my lower colon. I don't know. I'm yeah. not a big fan of Disney Plus because they feel they can do whatever they want to the movies on there. Splash! What they are just by tweaking them to make them, air quotes, more family friendly. Yeah, I, I had I had a, like a mini mini talking with my wife between the two of us. She wanted to watch Splash. She's never seen it before. And I said, sure, as long as we don't watch it on Disney Plus. And she got mad at me because she thought I just wanted to see Daryl Hannah's butt. When in reality, I don't, I don't condone a bunch of a bunch of assholes doctoring movies in any way, shape, or form that they feel because it doesn't stop here. It doesn't stop with a poorly CGI animated piece of hair going further down it's than it so should. Bad. It's just, it's it's not going to stop. I mean, what if they keep gobbling up more franchises and more studios, getting more movies on Disney Plus, and editing crap out that we all know and love? It's just ridiculous. It's it's wrong. Are we gonna are we gonna talk about the uh, the edit that apparently was it Netflix got of Back to the Future? Oh God, what? <laughs> yeah, apparently Netflix. I don't know if it was Netflix or Disney Plus because I don't know who owns the IP for Back, Back to the, the Future. Back to the Future is on Netflix. right Yeah, now. it's on Netflix. Then it must have, then all of them. Uh, they got a censored what? version. What's, the, what's there to censor? That put a that put a a a blur out on anything that was cleavage. Oh, what? My God. Yep. Um, it it caused such an uproar that stock prices dropped, and suddenly Netflix had an unedited version replaced. I I don't understand why they would even do that. I, but I've known um certain places are really good with fixing things. Let's let's call to attention HBO for their sloppiness in production of Game of Thrones season eight, but mm-hmm. their efficiency in fixing it in post in like a, one night and going, oh, now that coffee cup is gone. I was just gonna say, yeah, uh, yeah. It looks like it was Back to the Future two, and the only thing I could think of then, since when you said Back to the Future, I, I immediately thought of the original and couldn't think of anything that was risque. But I, I guess his mom was in a bra. Yeah, but but not 
that not that revealing. I mean, no. In Back to the Future Two, there's the joke where she's you know with Biff in the future in that crappy version of the future, and she's gotten surgery. She's got enhancement done, so that's probably what they're blurring out. But Ugh. still, I just that's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Well, it was it was very short lived. Oh my god! Whoever had it made it brought it back yeah. to its original. I'm actually cut. I'm I reading. Think that, that, they 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 attributed it to apparently that 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 censored copy was like an unofficial censor and it wasn't supposed to be released to whoever whoever did it. Oh, well, obviously it was Netflix. Netflix wasn't supposed to get it. They got the wrong copy. Oh my god! No, it's, it wasn't even that. I just read the article while you guys were talking, and it was literally just the scene where they open up the sports almanac where Biff does and or no uh, Marty does, and the copy of Ooh La La falls out. They they cut so that doesn't happen. Yep, but that's they cut mm. that and then they they blurred out some oh cleavage. And people wonder why we hoard physical media. But like I yeah. said, that was that's that's why that's why it's it's I said it it's it it was something to bring attention to and it was fake. And I'll throw out there too, we gotta you have to be careful because of jo- like George Lucas who tweaks his movies terribly and then insists they are the final cut and then goes out of his way to destroy the cuts that you remember as a child and that you love. Yeah. Leaving you with the good cuts. Garbage. Yeah. The movies we fell in love with, not the things that he are calling the movies we fell in love with. Yeah, like I'll, I'll never be able to enjoy the ending scene of Return of the Jedi of the silent um, the silent struggle of Darth Vader as Anakin Skywalker you know, throwing Palpatine over the edge and saving his son, like, I won't be able to hear that silent internal struggle because it's been overspliced with the stupid no, no, as he throws him over. It's just so many things like that. So many things that he came back and just ruined with the Blu-ray trilogy release. And just, I keep hoping and keep waiting for another cut to come out. I know there's fan cuts, but uh, just... It's depressing. See what Disney does with it. Yeah, exactly. Uh. And when I'm watching that movie, I don't want to watch the uh, the Jedi song that they put in Jabba's hut. <laughs> oh yeah, that no kidding. The large musical number. Why? Why are you doing this? This is the kind of stuff that makes movies go from amazing to just trash. Or you know, let's go and add a uh, blinking Ewok eyes. Jedi was my favorite Star Wars as a child. Getting off topic since sure. we're already there. Yeah, um, we're there. No worries. <laughs> And, and obvious, for obvious reasons, that's a good child's movie because you got teddy bears destroying the Empire and it's got its level of silliness and different scene changes and all that fun stuff. So it's a great movie for a child. And then as I got older, you know, naturally you go and move into Empire because there's actual like good storyline to it. It's not a rehash of the Death Star. It's uh, got that a pretty downer of an ending. It's got the big familial relationship uh spoiler but even even as an adult i think i would like the original cut of jedi but i just went walk back and tried watching the recut and as soon as it hit that jedi song i was like ah i pulled out my phone and then i just stopped paying it as much attention to it as I would have had they not put that song it's in. It's just jarring as hell. I mean, it's 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 not even something subtle in the background. I mean, it's just blaring in your face that blah, 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 blah. It's just like, boom, right there. Big fuzzy, yeah. scraggly looking guy with his giant teeth singing into a microphone. And, oh my God. <laughs> it's, uh, it's an edit. Animated movies. It's clearly anim- clear animations in my non-animated movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yet they took the effort to take the the gel uh, blur out from underneath the speeder. Yeah, I know, I know. Now, I don't remember what year it was, but eventually they did release the original theatrical cuts in a box set with everything else. But they punished people because it was in standard stretch. So... You had to zoom on your TV to make it full frame because it was standard uh, and it was not cleaned up. They're like, oh, you I'll want the theatrical cut? Version. Here you go. Deal with it. That was the early, early 90s release. 
when they first released the the first special edition version, and it was the gold box versus the silver box. All that I know is I purchased one box set because I wanted the theatrical cuts, and the box did not say that it was the special edition because this was during the time where, nope, this is the movie now. And it was the only time I've opened DVDs and returned them to Best Buy, and they took them. Wow, that's <laughs> impressive. That's so good. Because I, I told the manager, read it. It doesn't say special edition. And he's like, you're right, it doesn't. Okay, we'll take yeah. it. I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you're like, I could see if you're like, I didn't enjoy this, take it back. And they'd be like, no, you opened it, you bought it, that's the thing. But if you're buying something and it's not what you thought you were buying... Yeah, they yeah. better take that back. And that's what I told them at the time. I was like, how would I know unless if I watched it to know that it was the version that I didn't want? Hmm, yeah, it's so, so dirty. It's the only open DVD I was ever able to return. And that's why I'm glad they're uh, remaking movies instead of recutting them. I guess, sure. <laughs> so we're all pretty much in agreement. We have no real hope for a good version. If they were to not live action it, yes, awesome, go for it. But the fact that they aren't, I, no, just no, no. I'll only be interested in seeing their models and being if they're what they look like. Because that to me is always interesting, how their models look. But uh, like you said, if it's that live action style, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't hold out much hope for that because they got... You know, they've had their chances with the earlier with the other movies, and they just, you know, I've I've seen Jungle Book, and it was it was okay. It was okay. I didn't much care for the Beauty original. Beauty and the Beast Jungle wasn't Book bad either, but I think that might have been because it was Emma Watson. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that Cinderella was pretty damn boring. They made. I didn't see it. Live action Cinderella. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Not like The Little Mermaid where it was a uh, screenplay. I think we went from yeah. Maleficent first, then Cinderella, then Beauty and the Beast. Now we get Little Mermaid. Well, skipping Jungle Book as well. I forgot to add that in there. But And then Lion King. But yeah, I think Cinderella and Maleficent were the first two. And Maleficent was just a rehash of an idea. So yeah, it a, so it's not really a remake per se. Is that a prequel or a sequel? The prequel. No, Didn't they also before, have a sequel right? to that prequel? <laughs> I think there was a second Maleficent. Yeah. There is one. It just came out. And But the Maleficent movies aren't... They're, they're a, sp- liter- a literal spin-off of... The Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. So there hasn't been a live-action Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, that's true. They could roll in to the way that the Maleficent movies are playing out. Because they're set prior to Sleeping Beauty. The one Disney live-action animation movie that I have watched and I enjoy and I have a copy of is... Crap, I can't remember the name of the movie. Must not be that good. Shut while up. You're trying to, <laughs> while you're trying to remember, let me tell you about Beauty and the Beast. It's the live Adams. action one. The Muppets? No. No, the... the Muppets Most Wanted. No, Ken, the Muppets. The Muppets. <laughs> Enchanted. Oh, right, Ella Enchanted. That was a movie she did. Not Ella Enchanted. It's just called Enchanted. <laughs> What? No, there's another movie then. Yes, there is another movie called Ella Enchanted. It's not. Oh, right. That's the uh, Anne Hathaway one, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes. It's Ella Enchanted. I was working in a video store not when a these film. movies were out. So. That was made by Miramax. Interesting. 91% of Google users like this movie. Or are you 50% thinking of... fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Surprise Princess. I don't know. Never mind. We have we have deviated so <laughs> right. far from Robin Hood. Are we are we are we are we good? Are let's, we good? Let's double back. I want to double back because <laughs> I had connection issues. And I want to talk about a few things in this movie that would have fell in the the negative section. And I'm probably right, gonna wait. just splice it in. Which uh which movie are we talking about at this point? Uh, Robin Hood. <laughs> Fox Fox Robin Hood. Robin Robin Foxhood. Okay. Wait, 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 <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy Robin Hood? <laughs> no. You know you're a bandit, Wynn. Oh, In no. this movie, how is a lion an uncle of a fox? How mm. is a fox talking? Yep, yep, that's another, that's that's a whole other thing. I mean, that sure. Into. Why, why was the fox princess's maiden uh, lady-in-waiting a chicken? Well, that, that doesn't it's matter. Like a fox in a hen house, Joe. <laughs> she was too big for Maid Marian to put her whole mouth around and carry off. Whoa. 
reason why this movie is on a list for for things like that <laughs> all right reason why millennials these days have strange fetishes if it, if it, if it wasn't robin hood and maid marion it was lola bunny and Jan, uh, space jam i was just gonna say it was lola bunny for me oh no it was uh it was it was max's girlfriend and goofy movie before we get too far down this road <laughs> oh, i thought you were gonna say lester lester from goofy yeah. movie <laughs> Next up, I enjoyed the songs in in this show except for one, uh, and that is the song "Love." I've never really cared for that song because as a kid, bleh, bleh, it's still bleh. Love, whatever. That entire scene just makes me cringe. It's just kind of a uh, song. And then I listened to the lyrics this time. Let me read them out loud. It, it seems like only yesterday. yesterday. You were a child at play. Now you're all grown up inside of me. Dot 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 dot. Oh boy. What? See, see, I thought I thought it was in sight of me because I caught that during the movie and I was like, that's wrong. And then I realized, oh wait, maybe it's in sight. I looked it up online. Said inside of me. It's inside of me. That doesn't make any sense. That's horrifying. What happens when you have to rhyme music? (laughs) Oh, no. They are boinking in that song. They are putting their fox ends together. Wouldn't be the first time it's been inferred. Oh! Unless they used that trimmer that they were trying to get the bear to use. Yeah, no, that's true. All right. So was it just me, or was there a distinct lack of Maid Marian in this movie? Like, she showed up, what, two, three times, maybe? A few. She yeah. showed up. She's not in the third act at all. Yeah, that's like, she just falls off the movie, and I would have really liked to have seen her actually, like, her and Robin Hood doing things, adventures together, rather than her just falling off the movie. And I think that I was uh, putting my hopes and dreams into the movie for that to happen. Well, they wouldn't have a way to, to get... To have a princess locked in in jail with all the riffraff. Well, then she didn't have to be locked in jail. She could have been part of the springing the springing the people from the effort from that effort. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to have seen Friar Tuck beat Robin Hood and then run off with May Marion. Friar Tuck beat Robin Hood. I could see that happening. He was a feisty little yeah. fella. He's a badger. Eatering on the edge of things that are not good. <laughs> <laughs> now at the end of the movie. The little rabbit boy leaves his family, and little John picks him up and puts him on the carriage as they go off, because he's going to watch over things for Robin Hood and Maid Marian. Now, legally, that kid is not allowed to make decisions for himself, because he is too young. And we did not see his mother give any sort of agreement to this, so little John, Maid Marian, and Robin Hood kidnapped a bunny or bunny napped yeah that little boy that there that should be a sequel again you know bunny napped and just him coming to terms with not being home and crying constantly with that sad sad i I picture the sad crying when his birthday gift got taken away that's just him the whole movie (laughs) that little lip quiver and (laughs) big eyes yeah yeah. he's got to pay his taxes let him learn early of course I didn't understand the tax rate in this movie, and it really threw me. Like, what are you taxing? Everything. How? Do, how? It's England. <laughs> I I need to go back and understand feudal taxing. Like, is a tax a set amount of money? Nope. Is it a percentage they of take money? The money when they feel is necessary. Right. But based on what? There's no basis. It has There's to be based on something. Like going to war, basically. Right. No. 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 Not. Based, well, not I, let's, when, I mean, we can but talk how about much that. are they taking? I spent a lot of time watching this movie trying to figure out how much money they were actually taking from these fellas, animals. I just couldn't understand what the what the tax basis is. Mainly because we live in the United States and we have a tiered tax basis. If you get a, if you, all you make in a year is a copper penny, uh, the government will not tax that. However. If he doesn't have enough money to pay the taxes, then shouldn't he have been arrested and thrown in jail right there on the spot? 
And then this is me thinking too much about a children's movie and how the uh, money structure works. I I just, that was actually something that took me out of the movie as well. (laughs) How do these goddamn taxes work? Yeah, it looked like a free-for-all to me. They never had any set structure. In which case, when do you stop using gold as your currency? Because the king has all the gold, so what good is it? Let's use a let's use a barter system. I mean, uh, generally speaking, Robin Hood stories: the uh, King Richard is off fighting in the Crusades, and so Prince Prince John, John is, is taking over that. the interim king, and that's when the uh, overtaxing happens. So this is the taxing only happened because Prince John had to pay for his brother. Be- to be out to war except for he overdoes it and ends up sitting on a pile of cash or at least that's how the peasants who tell the stories the movie kind of doesn't tell the whole story the movie doesn't cover that story at all The movie doesn't cover the tax structure and that's the problem this is why (laughs) episode one of stars was so great (laughs) and trade federations we need to know about trade routes sorry uh... (laughs) sorry I'll, i'll stop i don't Fine, I'll, I'll ignore where the money is. I just money seems like in this society, like that wouldn't be. It's it just seems it's kind of a silly sort of weird thing. And it's basically I don't understand. I don't live. Money in it. is the plot device for yeah. It's a plot device. Prince John and, to be the bad guy. It just didn't seem like it was how this town should have operated. I I, I don't know why. You tell him, Ken. I'm trying to. I don't want to make another episode one <laughs> so they can have their tax structures and it'll, it'll bother me in my back of my head, not knowing what raise the taxes actually means errors in reference to. However, I'll have to fight that <laughs> in order to continue watching this movie, which leads us to does this movie stand up after all these years? I'm going to assume Ken's going to say no. How can it hold up if the tax structure can't even be understood? (laughs) I think if it's standing on the legs of nostalgia, for sure. If this movie were to be released today, I don't know how it would do. Yeah, I'd be interested in hearing from someone. I think it would would fall under the, it's a Disney IP, it can't go wrong. Disney IPs can go wrong. But, yes, they can. Yes, yes, they can. Yeah, I, I don't know how I'd feel about this movie if I first saw it as an adult. But it definitely keeps itself up on nostalgia for me. So I'm kind of in a gray zone where I I really don't have the ability to make the definitive say of whether or not it holds up on its own merit. I'm pretty flooded with nostalgia. Yeah, that makes it pretty hard for me too. Well, as someone who isn't going to operate on nostalgia for specifically this movie, just basically animation style, which does still for some reason trip my triggers. I I don't think it does hold up on the basis of itself. It does tell the Robin Hood story. It does that fine. Um, There's just a bit of weirdness throughout the movie that takes people out of the movie. I don't know if kids would have the attention span to sit down and watch this movie uh, these days. Maybe they would. Maybe I'm wrong. But... I could introduce it to my godson. He's six. Oh, perfect. Seven. Do it today or tomorrow and get back to me before we can release this. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be able to do ah, that. Get out of here with that talk. Then. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think the movie holds up all that well. You could make a couple of tweaks to the movie, and I don't know what they would be. Um, you can make a couple of tweaks, and then I think it would help prop this movie up. It would need something to hold up the third act. Something to get that transition to be less jarring. And I think that something would be Robin Hood and Maid Marian planning out a heist to break up these people. <laughs> I, I think it's pretty nostalgia of me that when I tried to think of the final thing for me is that, to me, this is taken over as being what I think of when I think Robin Hood. It's not men in tights. I don't care for it. The Kevin Costner, Prince of Thieves. It's a decent movie. I just, I don't think of it. Morgan Freeman. I don't think of (laughs) those things as being Robin Hood as I think of this as being Robin Hood. And I think it's just because it beat him to the punch and it's foxes and rabbits, and a bear, and yeah, Sir Hiss. It's a good imagining of Robin Hood, and definitely if you're going to show a child 
the story, the classic story of Robin Hood, this is definitely a good way to introduce them to the lore. So that way, when they watch the other 30 iterations of it, they have a good understanding of what it's supposed to be and understand where the other ones fall flat. Prince John sucking his thumb really did not land well with me. (laughs) And maybe it's just a thing that a child would appreciate. I think so. But... I didn't necessarily think it was funny or whatever. It's it's supposed to make him seem... Infantile. Infantile, correct. It just seems to be a giant step over that line. He just happens to have a blanket that he can snuggle up into every time he wants to do that. Or does he... No, he rubs his ear. Mm-hmm. Which is less than me remembering or forcing a blanket into his hand. <laughs> anyway, that part actually did not set well with me and maybe it's that character development that makes it yay you're not supposed to like this person i don't know the piles of gold was enough to make me not want like the person like the the king but then it did provide a thing that the townsfolk could make fun of him for so it does have a bit of a payoff but i don't know i still not a part of the movie that i cared for so it's it's not a clear cut does it hold up it's I think it's fairly clear-cut that this movie does depend on nostalgia for us, but we'll have to get word back from Dan whenever he forces his young family member to view it, keeping his eyes open, not allowing him to blink, and see what happens. Well, they're never going to happen, right? I have a feeling that that's not going to turn out well. You will watch this. But that was us, Oodalalin, all over Disney's 1970s Robin Hood. Rewound and rebooted and, as I said, Udalali. If you could like, comment, and subscribe, or subscribe, that helps our YouTube algorithm. If you could share this episode or other episodes with your friends, your lovers, your enemies, your neighbors, who may also like 80s and 90s, and in this case, 70s movies, that may help us out a bit. And in the meantime, come back in approximately two weeks where we shall rewind and reboot again. Nice. Nailed it. First try. (laughs) No editing.